You're listening to Food for Thought, the OFM podcast, brought to you by Vespa. Hi, welcome to Food for Thought, the OFM podcast. I'm your host, Peter Defty, and today we have two OFM coaches, um, Amy Hamilton in Lebanon, Virginia, and Naomi Land um, in Bowen, Queensland, Australia. And today's topic is about coming back from a parasitic infection. And and besides me, um, both Naomi and Amy share the same parasite, parasitic infection, both having had gone through the whole uh, blastocytosis um, infection. But it really kind of overviews what what happens to a lot of people when they get um, some sort of compromised situation and then how a long road back is. So welcome to the show, um, Naomi and uh, Amy. Hello, g'day from Australia. Thank you for having us. Yep, and Amy, you can use your 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 Virginia Arkansas accent too, because that's gonna like this is all gonna add to the flavor of the podcast. Oh, okay. okay. All right. So, uh, to to start out, I want to speak to both both you gals because I want I didn't want to rehearse this or set this up. I wanted you guys to speak um, naturally and authentically and organically about this. So. Um, both of you are in your 40s. Um, both have born three children. Um, you know, you've you've had uh, careers, everything. So I think what's really good about this is is that um, you guys got very good, good, great stories to tell, and then we can discuss amongst ourselves some of the aspects. So my job is to just get you guys talking and kind of steer the conversation. So. Um, Naomi, since you're ahead of us in time, um, kind of go ahead and uh, let's let you lead off with with you know your story. And um, even before the the blasto, I want you to kind of tell a brief story about where you were and what was going on, and then um, how you came down. And same for you, Amy. And um, you know, the whole idea is, is so that everybody, including myself, can learn from this, but also that um, we'll swing around that, that this is nothing very different than a, what a lot of women go through in this day and age and, and how you really can come back. So now I'm going to take it away. Well, just for the record, I don't think I'm 40. Well, my kids, I keep telling my kids I'm not anyway. <laughs> I don't feel 40. Okay. Well, that's thanks to OFM, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, I've always sort of been quite healthy and athletic majority of my life. Um, and I guess prior to Blastocystis, I was training for Three Peaks, which is like a the hardest three-day ride in Australia. It's um, to... It's, yeah, it's just a full 12 hour plus day of riding and climbing through the snowy mountains and you've got three climbs to do. So I was actually in the peak of my fitness at that specific time. And I guess to um, looking back, 
you are on that fine line when you're um, when you're training and racing. So you know, knowing that there'll be you know you need to look after your health and you need to be right on what you're doing. So we travelled to um, Threadbow and the day before the race I got food poisoning, um, which was pretty well hurt me in so many different ways, short term and long term, because one, we'd spent so much money getting down there um, and two, you know, I couldn't race because I was basically in bed vomiting and um, yeah, it wasn't very nice at all. But the good part about it was, Peter, that um, that particular day, it probably happened for a reason because that particular day I had a friend of mine, she fell off her bike and um, she broke her collarbone. So I dragged myself out of bed, drove to the nearest Albury hospital, I followed the um, the ambulance and looked after her for the day and um, drove her back up to Threadbow, which was a few hours away. So we got home at midnight that night on race day. Um, and following that, I had gastro issues constantly. Um, many bouts of antibiotics. Sound familiar, Amy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and to me, I, I'm not like, I'd rather fix things naturally if you can, rather than, you know, go to, um, something that is going to kill not only the bad bacteria, but the good bacteria as well. So, um, after a few tests, my doctor at the time said, um, look, Naomi, I've rung the specialist and he said that it can actually trace in your system for, you know, many, many years, up to 20 years. So it looks like, um, you know, you're on the road to recovery. So I was okay with that. Um, went home and a few months later, just wasn't feeling myself. I, um... Yeah, I wasn't coping with life. That I still had lots of bouts of diarrhea, um, food intolerances. Um, yeah, I just didn't feel myself. So I trottled back to the doctor, as we all do, you know, thinking that there's a quick fix for all of this stuff. And the doctor said to me, I said to my doctor, look, I'm not feeling very well. I feel like there's something going on. I'm not myself. I kind of feel depressed, you know, like um, I'm not coping with things. I'm not coping with life. I, you know, I just want to come to you and see what you can do. And at the end of the conversation that we had, um, he checked me out and he said, look, Naomi, it's, sounds like you've actually got depression and you know you kind of said it yourself you're feeling depressed why don't we just try some antibiotics i mean some antidepressants so at that specific time i knew that that wasn't the answer to um, my problems and um, knowing what i knew then 
I knew that there were so many other side effects of antidepressants as well um, once starting them. So I said, no, I don't want to um, have antidepressants. I want you to check me out thoroughly. So blood tests, stool tests, everything. So we had a full range of blood tests and stool tests and it came back that I definitely still had um, the bacterial infection and it wasn't dormant. So from there, um, you know, this went on for a very long time. I ended up going to an integrative doctor who decided that we, that I definitely still had it um, and went on a different protocol. So we had a high dose antibiotics, a medium dose antibiotics and a natural, um, a natural style antibiotic. Um, so we, it was a trio and he said next time, if this doesn't fix it, we really have to go to the highest one that they've um, proven to work, but he didn't want to do that to my system. And honestly, I thought I was going to die for two weeks. It was the worst experience I have had with medication. Um, and you probably can imagine you're just killing everything in your stomach, everything that fights. Well, Amy knows that. <sighs> it was just awful. And I actually had one of my young athletes go through a similar experience and she thought she was going to die too. So um, she went after me and I could, I could totally get what she was saying and doing, but until you've, you know, you've gone on that, but you know, we all get through that sort of thing. <laughs> Drama. <laughs> and um, yeah, so from there was a road to recovery, but admittedly it wasn't overnight. It, I had to be patient. Um, it created food intolerances long-term for me and the realization that I had to cut things out such as wheat, gluten, dairy, um, there were other things that upset me. So I was really back to a very um, natural diet, which I guess we should always um, be looking at anyway, but it just made me more aware of what I was putting into my body. And um, yeah, from there, my thyroid's come back good. I'm not on thyroid tablets anymore. Um, I feel great. I'm training great. I'm strong. I dropped weight um, astronomically over a six-month period. You know, I was bloated. Um, I held water, so I had major water retention. Um, yeah, and I couldn't understand why my metabolism and my weight was increasing with the high volume of training and um, healthy food that I was eating. So it just dropped. Um, I felt good. I was um, training great. My mental attitude was um, spot on. I was driven. And, and I guess that's when I decided that um, I wanted to become a nutritionist. So um, went and found out what it entailed and started university. Good. Okay, so Amy, it's your turn to share your, <laughs> your tale of Blasto. Uh, and, and you can thank Naomi because if it wasn't for Naomi, I, I'd probably be... I'd probably have figured it out because I can figure stuff out, but it, having worked with Naomi, 
it, it made it a lot easier. Yeah, well, I feel like I'm going to be repeating <laughs> so much. Um, same as Naomi, I've been active my whole life. Um, really have never sat the sidelines. I was a collegiate athlete, um, and when I graduated and couldn't play collegiate sports anymore, I kind of fell into running. Um, I also have three children, so... You know, I ran just different races, um, tried the marathon, uh, ran in and out of three children. Um, and I guess it was probably 2010, um, I decided that I was going to, you know, really work at the marathon distance again. So I ran a qualifier in 2011 for Boston and New York. Um, and really just became, you know, really dedicated and disciplined. And I actually not really wasn't a sugar burner. Um, not that I got things perfectly right, probably didn't do enough fat. Um, but you know, I wasn't eating gluten, um, not a lot of dairy, just a pretty, pretty healthy diet from what I thought. Um, and in 2013, um, I had a PR at Boston, which was a sub three marathon and felt on top of the world. <laughs> um, and that fall went to run New York and, you know, things had, had kind of maybe started not to be, um, I guess, in my control. You know, I had a little bit of weight gain. I had a calf strain from September that never really healed for New York. But, of course, type A, I was going to go and race it hard. And, you know, I ran a 301 and, and felt okay. But really, after New York, things just symptomatically started to happen. Um, I guess the, the, the biggest symptom for me was just weight gain. Um, you know, I came back from New York and I was still running and uh, just kind of weight was coming on, um, belly distension, you know, became an issue, digestion. And I guess that April I was to run a half marathon um, for a charity for a little girl that was battling leukemia. And I had to drop to the 5K at a stress fracture in my foot. Um, and embarrassingly, as, as a hard charging athlete, I mean, I looked pregnant. I mean, it, you know, and it wasn't till after I did that race for her um, that, you know, I was listening to podcasts went to my regular doctor, they really, they didn't have answers. Um, my hair started to come out and, you know, it just, I got to a point where running wasn't comfortable. Um, I felt awful. Energy levels were in the tank. Um, and just like Naomi talked about, um, depression. I mean, I am the most happy, positive, glasses half full person. And I, I felt, I fought depression. And as a mom, that's so hard. I mean, getting out of bed, my feet felt like they were going to break. Um, joint pain. Um, just, I, I battled sadness. Like, I, I felt, you know, what is wrong with me? And um, really, the fatigue set in. I was tired all the time. I, I can remember I would walk the neighborhood and I felt worse. Um, you know, 
walking the neighborhood than I did after the marathon. So, but again, I went to infectious disease doctors and they said, maybe it's chronic fatigue syndrome. You have three children. Um, I went to the gynecologist. You heard that? <laughs> yeah, thinking it was something there and they didn't find anything there. Um, and I guess really through podcasting, um, I did find, I don't know if you want me to mention the group here. Um, but I did find a group that did the stool testing and the urine testing, which none of the doctors around here, they all just wanted to put me on a med. You know, they said, you've got IBS or maybe you have fibromyalgia. Maybe you've developed that. We'll put you on this med. And I wasn't going to Didn't you go that. to a UVA and rheumatologist as well? And you, mean, yes. you went through the whole gamut. Yes. Um, so I found a group that tested the stool and that's where they found um, the blasto. And not only the blasto, but, you know, um, they told me that, you know, obviously I was in stages of um, just adrenals were kind of in the tank, hormones were in the tank. I think my testosterone was my only normal level hormone at the time. Um, and, you know, I had other multiple yeast infections. I mean, so, you know, I went on a pretty strict diet, but I mean, it just, it didn't feel good to eat, <laughs> you know, but I, I just, I was, I was really desperate. Um, so we did a 10 day uh, regimen of flat flagell, which they said, oh, you should start to feel better. And honestly, you know, I felt okay, but you, I, I'm not someone that has a history of taking antibiotics. And I thought, you know, that is you take two or three days and you kind of start to feel better. Well, I didn't. <laughs> and I was really frustrated because I'm, Naomi, I'm sure you can understand as an athlete, you know, your body um, and weight. I, I couldn't drop weight to save my life. I mean, I, I went back to everything that I did before, but I just didn't feel good. Um, and I did that for, I don't know, I charged at that for a while and ended up um, with a hip fracture and a torn labrum. And then I finally met Peter. <laughs> who said, oh, I've had an athlete that had the same parasitic infection, and I, I can't be more thankful for finding him because we found out that mine kind of went dormant. And, you know, whether it be stress in my life or me getting back to running and strength training and teaching classes, um, we realized that it, it flared and it, it came out. It reared its ugly head again, and that's that's why I fractured my hip because, as you know, it, it steals nutrients from you. Um, so we went on the 21 days of doxycycline, and, you know, slowly but surely, it has taken a lot of time and a lot of patience, but, you know, um, that that's really what did it that that got rid yeah, of the blast we, we did this yeah we did the 21 days of doxy plus mm -hmm. the um saccharomyces boulardii with the mos to kind of pull all that um sh so the the lining could shed all that um blasto um i think did we do the same thing with you naomi i think we did with the saccharomyces boulardii i think i think i sent you some of that yeah but it um until I had the course, I found that it wasn't, 
it didn't work the first time. So whether, you know, I wasn't patient enough and should have continued it. Yeah, it's it's a combination like the the the, the Saccharomyces boulardii. The, it's the MOS that helps you shed your line shed the it grabs onto the parasites and do it. It wouldn't do it alone. You have to do it in conjunction with a antibiotic. But it kind of is sort of like that extra hit you need. Yeah. So, um, and then uh, let's kind of continue on, Amy, because you know. What we what I wasn't aware of was you also had the the candida going and that was laying dormant waiting, so go on from there. Um. <laughs> well, um, obviously I had to let the hip fracture heal, and um, it it was a long time before I could pair run days together and get back to a, a normal training regimen, um, and I decided to pick up ultra running. <laughs> which, you know, I'm in my second year of that, but, um, you know, I had a couple decent races, but this past summer, um, I went to the beach and joint pain and rash and just, I felt awful. Um, it kind of all reared its ugly head and, so we found out that the candida was thriving, and um, I guess that was the perfect storm for that to rear its ugly head, which was devastating because, you know, I'd finally gotten back to just a normal training regimen. Um, you know, I had run a 50-miler and attempted the 100 distance, and things I thought were going well, and so that was pretty... Um, devastating I think you know when you think things are okay and um, I was really scared it was going to be blasto again but candida is tough too so we went on remind me Peter it's like Flucona's the all the nuclear option <laughs> yeah for 21 days um, and you know I think you know people always say I hate that you've had to go through this you know, part of me, it's been the most difficult thing in my in my life. But at the same time, I feel I feel grateful because I've grown. I've grown as a person. Um, I've grown as an athlete because it's you know I had to learn patience. Um, it took a long time. Well, let's see, July, August, September, and mid October, I kind of came back online. You know, right before I had a fifty miler. Um, so I'm at the best health I've ever been. I feel like I'm stronger than I was when I ran Boston. Um, I just, you know, I, I'm in a really good place. Um, and, you know, I, I thank OFM. I thank Peter for that. But it's it's been a journey. I mean, what, 2014 is kind of when things went off the map. Um, and here we are five years later. <laughs> Yeah. And well, almost forty three, Naomi. <laughs> yeah. So you know both of you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's not admit it because yeah. I I want to act fifteen. But um, and both of you 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 girls are racing at a very high level. I mean, uh, you're you're running the hundreds and and working through that. And um, but you know you can you can race them competitively. And Naomi, you did the tour to cure this this last year, didn't you? Yeah, I've done it every year. I've missed one year, so um, yeah, which is two weeks of, of hard riding with the boys. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you rode here recently at the tour down under, right? 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. So what we're seeing is, you know, you can come back and, and train a high level, but I'd like both of you um, to, to discuss this. Like, like my, my thoughts on this is to get the listener, particularly the female listener who's, you know, trying to juggle a career, a family, kids, um, a household, et cetera, because you guys try to do it all where we just can't even function on one thing mm-hmm. very well because we're guys. Um, and, you know, dealing with, with all that and how, how that, um, I think that each of you or both of you can discuss how it does take patience and it's, it's really difficult, but you can, if you stick with it and commit to it and get your body back to its natural state, it actually will function again at a very high level. Yeah, that's right. And I think too, um, from my perspective, I'd like to make women aware that depression, there's always something behind it. So instead of masking it, let's find out what the reason is and why you feel that way. Um, I think, you know, as a woman, we're so hard on ourselves. We just need to be patient and kind and loving to ourselves like we would be to our own friends you know because we're such critics of what we do um what we don't achieve you know from day to day with our kids being a mum with our work situations um and you know it's that self-talk that you need to start changing but also to realize that there are you know there's there's a reason behind it and for me it taught me a lot of things like Amy you know like patience is huge because we just expect things and in this day and age we just want a quick fix and you know if you want long-term success quick fixes don't work so you just need to be kind and loving to yourself um, and then work out, you know, what the best avenue is to go with. Feed, nourish yourself, look after yourself, get lots of sleep. You know, those are all the basic things that you need to start working on first. And then, you know, go to a integrative doctor or go to someone that is a little bit different sometimes to find out the whys behind the way you're feeling. Or somebody a lot different like me, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think the uh, the mind gut connection is powerful, and I, we really underestimate that. I agree with you, Naomi. It's not normal to be depressed. There's there's something that's causing that, and I think a lot of people are afraid to talk about it. Um, And like you said, patience, you know, I I remember I journaled a lot and I actually did this activity with my daughters, but we wrote down five affirmations and I posted those on my bathroom mirror and I got up every morning and I read those to myself because, you know, we are, we are hard and it's, it's even things that are unspoken in our mind that we think about ourselves. Um, And it's, it, it really, it's, your mind is powerful. It's, it really is. Um, I remember just praying for God to give me a good day, you know, just just give me a good day with my children. You know, I, I mean, it, it, I was at a point where I wasn't sure I was going to run again, you know. Um, so like you said, just be gentle um, 
and be patient. I mean, it's it was scary. I mean, I got to a weight, uh, you know, I gained 30 pounds with each of my children, and I got to almost a pregnancy weight, full-term pregnancy weight. And, you know, it's it's all back to normal, <laughs> but it took a lot of time and patience and um, just, I think people don't realize it's not just about putting the right things in your mouth and, and doing all the miles. It's, there's so many other things that need to be healthy. And part of that is your mindset. Um, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And I think looking beyond being able to look beyond the immediate situation, um, like one of the things in ultra running is when you're going through that bad patch, you got to be willing to just say, okay, is this, am I really compromised or is it just a bad patch and, and getting through it? Because I get with, you know, just my observations with women is when they got something go on, like you say, the mind gut thing puts them in a spiral and then they look in the mirror because they picked up a lot of weight and then that that reaffirms what they're thinking. And then, you know, being, uh, you know, the way women uh, react towards stressors and fear is different from a man. A man will fight back and destroy, whereas a woman will, will turn inward. And all these things are common uh you know with women so we have to um uh you know especially for women they have to be aware that there is light ahead if you um stick with it and and do have that patience and i think um the other thing let's let's talk about um in this journey is is even before y'all had uh contracted blasto and then had to work through that uh, I think both of you have similar stories that that um, you know before you found OFM you know some hormonal things weren't quite right Naomi didn't you have trouble getting pregnant and yeah Amy, you had some some issues too so let's talk a little bit about just about that and how it's really about getting your your body back to metabolizing fat and I'm not just talking about burning fat for your energy but also the the metabolism of fat for you know muscle um you know body composition gains and hormonal balance and and all that and it's like you said amy it's not just diet it's stress management it's exposure to emf it's 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 a whole host of things you know getting enough sunlight so let let you guys take it away here um well i guess for me i was definitely a sugar burner um, from a very young age and um, so when falling pregnant had a lot of trouble falling pregnant and the thing that looking back that the doctors did never tell me until I went to a Chinese um, Dr. Andrew Orr which is a Chinese doctor um, he's actually a fertility doctor now that you need fat to help your hormones you know so I had no fat at all in my diet. Um, I was very skinny, probably too skinny at some stages. Um, yeah, and, and I guess looking back at it now, realize that, you know, we didn't have that education back then to go, you know, like it is today where fats are good for you. You need fats to help your hormones, to have babies, you know, to fall pregnant. Um, to to help your day-to-day -day life, you know, your headspace, all of the um, muscles, like it's, it, yeah, it's, um, 
it's something that I missed out on and I think that's something that, you know, for me it's a personal thing that I'd like other people to know that it is very important from a day-to-day basis is to incorporate that into your life. Yeah, not, and not just getting the fats in your diet, but also getting your physiology and metabolism so that they they actually metabolize those fats, you know, for energy, for hormone synthesis, for cell wall synthesis, for muscle protein synthesis. Um, it goes on and on and on, and, and fats are so key. And, and Amy, I think you can kind of continue this discussion because... Um, you know, training for Boston and then uh, having three children, you, you had some miscarriages and things like that because you, you, you both fall into that age group where you were born in the mid-70s and then, of course, in the early 80s was the dietary guidelines. So in the late 90s, 2000s, when you guys were coming of age, you, you know, you're that female category that was made to be totally fatphobic. Yeah. Well, same thing as Naomi. I, you know, again, when I really worked at the marathon and and qualified for Boston, that was actually, I I made a decision to reach out to someone that I knew that could help me with my programming. Um, So to go from a 319 to a 257, you know, that was, that was big for me. But one of the, one of the things um, which, uh, you know, a very serious athlete, especially for myself, type A, you know, I started logging on Fitness Pal and I stayed away from fat. I mean, I tried to keep my fats very low. I mean, I would do salsa on my salad rather than do dressing and, um, you know, fish and chicken. I cut out red meat. Um, you know, I just thought that was that was the best thing to do. And, and I look back and, you know, I lost my cycle. I mean, I did not have a period for almost a year and a half, two years. Um, I was very lean, which, you know, I'm lean now. I have great muscle mass and, you know, my clothes that I wore back when I ran Boston fit me now, but I'm healthy. And, um, you know, I learned a lot from that. We are, we are not a computer. You don't put the same amount of calories in every single day, but I became obsessive with that and obsessive with weighing. And I got down to about 104 when I ran Boston and, you know, I I wasn't, I was on that horrible fine line. That's probably why I did not, you know, get rid of the blasto. It came in and it, it stuck. And, um, I have learned so much. I thought I was doing a great thing. You know, I wasn't doing um, flours or gluten or any kind of bread. Um, I I wasn't a a big sugar person, but I wasn't doing enough fat. And I I guess the other thing was um, it's, it's easy for me to look. I thought I was so strong and healthy then, but I constantly felt tired and sore. And, you know, I had little children. I had a, my youngest was in preschool at the time. You know, I was getting up at four thirty and five to get runs in before I would, the kids would wake up. And, you know, I thought, I thought I was healthy. <laughs> I thought I was doing the right things. Um, and that's, what's beautiful about OFM is that, you know, we're not going to eat the same every day. And you don't have to, I mean, logging can be good to get a sense of maybe where you are, because some people don't realize how much they're eating. (laughs) But, you know, it should be natural. I mean, that was a stressor. That was a huge stressor for me. And I will say my markers, as far as there were a lot of things I was lacking, like you, you got to eat your red meat. (laughs) 
you know, I mean, I, I put that back in my diet, but I was lacking so many micronutrients and things. And I know it's because I was cutting things out. You know, if you're healthy, everything in moderation should really be okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and Naomi, you, you can speak to the same thing Naomi is about enjoying life because, um, you know, you really love to be out there with your friends and doing sporty stuff and doing volunteer stuff. I mean, I know you're trying to raise uh, resources for Townville right now that's underwater. Um, I mean, it's really, a, a, you know, part of the whole OFM thing is full engagement in life and being able to perform on all levels. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, not thinking totally about yourself, but starting to realize that, um, you know, it's about helping others. It's about becoming a community and supporting um, each other because that's how we're meant to live, you know. Um, yeah, yeah we're, we're not meant to live alone and um, self-absorbed. We're meant to be there for each other. So that's a really important aspect in my life for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anything else y'all want to uh, con contribute to this in terms of, of our listening audience and and how they do it because I think, you know, blasto is one thing, but you know, I I've come across a lot of people who've had Lyme disease that was misdiagnosed. And then of course, when Lyme disease is misdiagnosed, the spirochete embeds itself and then it's really difficult to get rid of. And you know, that's another parasitic infection, but you know, there's, there's all kinds of things, autoimmune um, issues. And, and so all these things take time to uh, vet Um and and I think as you guys have both reiterated, you know, it's a long journey and, and compared to how fast you want it to go, it, it never goes that fast, but you do get there when you, you commit to um, the process and the journey. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 I think um, I think it's important for, you know, us and I'm sure Naomi feels the same way, you know, I teach group fitness classes and I think it's, it's important for us to be a voice and a, and a mission. Like you said, you know, we should not go through valleys <laughs> alone, you know, hard times. And I think it's important for us just to make people aware. I mean, I talk with the people in my class, of course, I love to see them make health gains and strength gains, but we talk about these things, you know, you share with people. I, I, I never, I'm not quiet about it. You know, I, I will talk to anybody about it. And um, that's really, really important because I think there's a lot of people that are afraid, you know, uh, modern medicine is failing us. <laughs> they just want to put you on a drug. Um, they don't want to take the time to really sift through the root cause. And so I think that's really important that, we love others and we share. We share what we've gone through. Yeah, but I also don't think it's the doctor's fault, you know. Like they go through um, training medically with um, pharmaceutical on, like that's how they're trained. But also we just want a quick fix. So, you know, a lot of us just want to go to the doctor, we want a quick fix, we just want it over and done with, and that's it, you know? So it's not, I guess it's not the medical fraternity's fault, it's, it's actually on our earnest to go, okay, um, maybe the quick fix may be good in a short-term scenario, but not long-term. So, you know, what is the best fix for this scenario? 
Yeah, and I think what you're saying, Naomi, and correct me if I'm wrong, is is at a, at a certain level, we have to take responsibility for our health, wellness, and performance. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, we may not have the medical knowledge to do that, you know, and we need to seek people out. But um, part of seeking that out is not just depend on the, the 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 current conventional medical model, because as you say, it's it's more interested in a uh, an immediate pharmacological or procedure. Uh, based remedy than than looking at a uh, looking at holistically and see what's underlying it i mean um amy you know you had that labral tear and that hip fracture and you know you had uh orthos wanting to do a procedure to correct that labral tear and we were able to um cure it through um art and and physical therapy and and nutrition you know with a lot of gelatin and collagen to help build up that myofascial sheath, you know, and, and, and I think that that's, that's really important. Um, and, you know, um, I just want to thank you all for, for um, being a big believer, both of you for being big believers in what we're doing, because um, we're starting to see some traction, we're starting to get out there and, and people are starting to realize it, but also, we got to keep spreading that message because, because both of you guys know when you, when people ask you what you're doing and they want to get some of that performance y'all are doing, then you tell them, you can, you can see them tune out, right? When you tell them you're, you're supposed to eat <laughs> red meat and fat and, and cut the carbs um, way back. But, and, and, you know, course, Peter, it's also, it's not keto. So right. for me and right. when I tell, you know, my friends or people that are interested, they think you know it's it's low carb but it's not keto so it's like ofm is totally different to a keto model we're doing things differently and as a performance athlete you can't go low carb all the time so you know that's our differentiation between keto and um the normal conventional Way of eating. Well, yeah, right. And as I say, we use ketosis as a t- as one tool of many, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's a process. That's right, and it's and it's very individualized. You know, as both you guys have have found out, both with yourselves and working with others, just how individualized it is. And, and I think that that's another thing that that I'm looking at this model with, with all the online gurus who are spreading, you know, all this information out there. They're not coaching people individually because it's, it's really not that profitable. Um, I think that, you know, we can make an impact both on an individual and a much larger scale, but I think that you really have to be at that front line working with individuals to be able to really come up with the, the solutions, not just for that individual, but understand the complexity of, of, of how this works. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Amy, you, you see that same thing with the athletes you work with. They're yeah. both locally and, and remotely, right? Right. So, and, and that's, I think, you know, when the closing messages to our audience is, is you are an individual and, you know, one of the things we do with OFM is, is tailor it to you, not ra- rather than try to stuff you into our program. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that second thing that, that you know, you've got to play a, a, an important role. In, and like they say in training, you know, nobody does your push-ups for you, right? <laughs> well, they can try. Yeah. 
Well, I, I'll let I'll let you guys do push-ups for me. I actually have a friend that goes to call class and gets my young girls to try and do her exercises for her. For her. I think that's very funny. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay, well, um, thank you both for sharing your stories. Any um, last uh, words for our audience? I think um, keep it simple. You know, just love yourself, enjoy life, help others, um, and realize that you are beautiful the way that you are. So, um, yeah, and it's a journey. Life's a journey. So just enjoy every moment. That's right. That's right. Amy, you got anything to add to that? That was pretty good. That, was, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> pretty complete. Yeah, yeah and, and I'll add this, you know, it, Keeping it simple is important, especially for the, the person out there that doesn't have the nutrition, biology background to kind of really sift through it, you know, because so much is, is information, information in, information out, and they're trying to make it generalized. So, um, you know, what I found with my journey into this and, and is it's, it really is complicated and it's dynamic and, you know, that's what we do is that's what we do. And then we, we distill it down to where, we make it doable, you know, for that individual. And, and, and that's, you know, part of what we do is make it doable in the context of the real world instead of try to make it real sciency or give you this 12-step program that you're supposed to follow just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. So, okay, well, thanks again for being on. And uh, we're probably going to have you guys on again because we'll have other topics. And, uh, of course, you guys being... Uh, uh, gorgeous examples of, of OFM. Um, also, you know, you have the genetics too, but I mean, as you guys have said, this is sort of, a, Naomi said it's a reverse aging uh, formula. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. We're proud to be in our 40s. <laughs> yes, yeah. we are. Yeah, 40 is the new teens. <laughs> I think you get more beautiful as you get older. That's more beautiful, is that English? Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. You have yeah. a radiance as you get older. Well, you both have that. So thanks again. And once again, this is uh, Food for Thought, the OFM podcast. And thanks for listening. And we look forward to having another uh, podcast soon. You are listening to Food for Thought, the OFM podcast, sponsored by Vespa.